Napa know-how. Right now, Mobile One Full Synthetic Motor Oil is $29.99 for a five-quart jug. Its advanced formula provides maximum sludge protection, defending your engine like a catcher defends home plate. So, get top-notch engine protection with the Mobile One Full Synthetic Five-Quart Jug for $29.99. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General States pricing. Sales prices do not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 9-30-18. That baby giraffe has taken two NFL snaps and both of them ended poorly. Even in the fourth you round? you taking him? In the fourth you round? You take him in everything you do. I think you should start a little side project where you just like screen print Anthony Miller shirts in your basement. What's up, Drafters? Thanks for joining us today. My name's Ken Swanson. I'm one of the writers at Arrowhead Pride, and this is the AP Chiefs Draft Show and the final episode before the NFL Draft next week. Uh, we've got a lot to cover here on this episode, and then we're going to have a ton of content ready for you on Arrowhead Pride this week and next. Uh, I've got uh, I've got the draft miss list, the full draft miss list with player rankings in my top 100. Uh, I've got a bunch of day three prospects that are on the draft miss list, just kind of a detailed organized list ranking them. I've got a list of players I don't like and I don't want the Chiefs taking uh, coming out, and uh, the full top 100 big board review. Uh, a lot of stuff going to be going up this next uh, this next week here, uh, but we've got a lot to talk about today too. And I'm joined as always by my co-host on this show, who you can find on Twitter at Jacob Morley. Jake, we made it, man. He's making a list. He's checking it twice. <laughs> going to find out who can bend or not. You're like the you're you are like the Saint Nick. The Saint Cant of Chiefs Kingdom. Like, that's when you're talking about making a list. I was like, man, Santa Claus is coming to town. Well, that's well, next the bit, week, man. Next that, Thursday. That's I can't, the bit. Oh, man, I can't that, wait. It's the gimmick. It's the bit. And I, I, I love it. Because I, I really do, man. Like, the way people, the way people like us treat the NFL draft is how a little kid treats Christmas. My mom texts me every uh, draft day and says, happy draft, happy draft day. Does she really? Yeah, she, Joanne, she knows. Um, I just remember last year when you brought you brought a ice cream cake to our our get together with the hashtag draft miss on it. Yeah, and the guy at Baskin Robbins is like, "Yeah, I know what that is." It's like, no, you, no, don't. you do not. There's You're no just chance. To be friendly, you nerd. Uh, yeah, so we're here. We made it, and uh, I'm I've kind of I've kind of. Um, made it out of of the exhaustion the the stress mode because all my prospects are done i'm done watching them i've graded them i've i've organized them everything's ready it's just a matter of finishing up some content and so i'm just i'm geeking out here because we're we're literally we're today is the uh if you're listening we're, we're post this on friday uh we're one week most likely from the chief's first selection in the nfl draft and uh we're geeked out so what we're gonna do today is uh i'm gonna give you the uh results of a 32 person mock that I did um, with a bunch of other people from different uh, fan bases. It's a, a full seven round mock that we did on Slack. I'll tell you the results of that. I actually let you guys on Twitter vote for one of the seventh round picks. Uh, then we're going to do prop bets, Jake. Love it. I'm so excited about that. Because what are we betting? Are we actually are we putting anything down? Maybe we should. Maybe we should put a, an Anthony Miller jersey down or something. I don't know. It's already on the table. <laughs> we got a couple clear cut front runners for it. Yeah, some people are very active in this in Anthony Miller. Uh, this desire to get an Anthony Miller jersey. Yeah, some of the, like I mean, like 
only tweets I've had like gotten from some people connected to this podcast. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to look up this guy's Twitter handle now so I can get this jersey. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm keeping tabs on that. The only time someone's reaching out to you is mm-hmm. because they want something. Yep. Hmm. Story. Shout That's out to Country Boy there. <laughs> uh, and then, and then uh, we've got a huge mailbag from you guys. And there's a lot of really great questions that you asked. So we've got a lot of stuff to cover. Let's just jump right into it. Uh, a little bit of details of what I did uh, for most of the month of April. April, we were doing a, a live kind of email draft uh, through like the Slack app. And all of us, you know, we had our full allotment of selections. We could trade up, we could trade down. Uh, and this is the haul I got. I'll just go out and tell you. Uh, in the, I didn't make any trades up early um, just because I, we weren't allowed to use 2019 assets. So that didn't happen. Um, I I probably would have tried to use that maybe to get an extra second or something. But 54, pick 54. You guys all know my guy, Jesse Bates. Safety, really solid haul there early. Did, uh, who was on, uh, who was like on your short list? Do you remember? I don't. Your head? I should have I checked it. Uh, he was the best value for sure. He was the highest player on my board at that point. Yeah, I mean, you get around pick 25 and he's probably the best player on my board. So yeah, no, that's a great pick. Absolutely. Um, and then... Uh, Braden Smith, uh, here's a guy, at pick 78, I went with Braden Smith, and he's a guy that I am surprisingly high on compared to most people. I actually have him as the 33rd player on my board, believe it or not, which is really high compared to most people that I see, but he's a guy I'm extremely high on. He was a draft miss list early on, Olathe South prospect, or uh, Olathe South graduate, but that really has nothing to do with what I feel, think about him. I just think he's a really good athlete and he's got an excellent baseline to develop into an offensive lineman. I know you're pretty high on him too, aren't you? Yeah, no, that's a good spot. And I think that's just because this is a really deep dra- uh, draft for guards. He is probably in that second tier type of guys. And typically that second tier is going to be probably go a little bit higher than the third round. But um, Mary Draft missed to the Chiefs being able to get Braden Smith in the third round. That's another really solid pick. I love that. Here's something that's weird about Braden Smith for me. I actually have him really close to where I have Isaiah win believe it or not like literally I he's my 33rd prospect on my board um, I still think Isaiah win you know he's more established and he's definitely um, he, he's a more plug-and-play guy but even like the athletic upside of Braden Smith I'm really interested in and I think when people a lot of people are saying that there's like half the teams are gonna grade him out as a tackle yeah that's crazy to see and I I mean I don't disagree because he looked good he out can play there, there. he played there in just, the SEC at a really high level people were just concerned at like his size and his frame and like if he can get it done but like he had pretty decent arm length um he he's did. just only six, he's six two six three which is un, you know not prototypical brain smith early in the process i know it was something that i kind of wondered can he play tackle he, his measurables weren't ideal for that so i think he's we did talk about that a little he, bit he'll just kick i mean not kick and he played guard really well too so he's yeah. just he's a guard but a, a really good one yep 86 and this was i can tell you this much jake this was a guy i was thinking about taking at 78 and it's our guy josh sweat edge from Florida State. He's a force player, which is Justice Mosqueda's great metric that's really predictive of edge rushers. Um, but even other outside of that, I just, I, I, I'm impressed with his upside. And in round three, you can mitigate, mitigate some of his injury risk. Yep. Because that's the question is how long is that knee going to hold up? You know, and I think in the third round, that's not really something that you are concerned about nope. because take the chance. If, if it holds up for three years and you get a stud for two and a half years, that's a good, that's a, you hit, you hit on your third round pick. Compared to last year's mock or last week's mock where we just, the Chiefs had terrible luck. Uh, I'll just I'll just show you an example of how much better the board fell for us uh, in this situation because in the fourth round, I took the highest player on my board here, who was my fifty fourth pick in our mock last week, Ian Thomas in round four. Please don't. He won't. 
There's no chance. I, we can almost do a prop bet on that. Is higher over under at one twenty two. There's no way he's there at one twenty two. I, I, I bet just my house. I don't under. think so. Yeah, there's no chance. Ian Thomas. And uh, if he is, let Tyreek run that card up to the board. Yeah, seriously, no kidding. And Ian Thomas, like. People are starting to to pay attention to him a little bit more, I've noticed. Some people said, you know, he may not be the first tight end off the board, but four years from now, he might be the best tight end in this class. Did you see that um, that metric that they had on the top speed of tight ends on the field? Not not running 40s. His, his was by far the top. It was like 18 miles an hour. Jacecki was at like 16. Huh. Which... I mean, Even I've never said this on the pod, but Jacecki runs like a dad. He runs weird. <laughs> He does. He does. Um, I don't think. I don't think his athletic testing has much. Jacecki, we're talking about here. I don't think his athletic testing is as. It's it's about as forty as much as it is. Just everything else was just through the roof. But even so, like it's they're and Thomas. They're too. talking about their top speed, top yeah. average speed, moving on the football field with the ball in their hands. And Thomas and was faster. Thomas was number one. And Thomas was another guy where his forty time. I think he ran in like the four sevens. And everything else around his 40 time was just exceptional. Like, he tested out as a great athlete, too. He just doesn't get the same attention just sick he did. Uh, so that was my fourth-round pick. Uh, Jake, cover your ears here on this one because, uh, first off, I did make a trade uh, into the fourth round. This is where I started moving some assets. Uh, I took my – hundred because, you know, the Chiefs have the 122nd, 124th pick. What I decided to do is trade back from that spot a little bit to get an extra selection. And I got 133 and 174 for pick 124. And I took my guy Tamar- Tavares McFadden in the fourth round. Gross. I, I, even in the fourth Why do you round, keep taking him in the fourth you round. Take him in everything you do. He made he made my top one hundred still. Yeah. Even though his metrics, his athletic testing was just so porous. Like so his best is is impressive. There's still a lot of upside there. He's he's still young. Like you wouldn't take him in round four. No. Wow, where where's your floor for, or where's your ceiling for him? Like, how how high would you take him? I mean, I don't know, round four maybe, like late round four, round five. I just don't think. I mean, I just don't think he's going to be good. I really don't. But okay, but here's my question: This late in the draft, day three of the draft, you're going to tell me you're not interested in a six one corner with ball production and he can't and upside. He doesn't. It's like he doesn't have hips. He I, he can't turn. <laughs> He can't. He. I think I do. I do agree. He's a little tight, but I think I think you're a little bit more. I think he's a little more fluid than you're giving him credit for. It's okay. I digress because pick five. My fifth pick in the draft. The uh, in in the fifth round is my. Is this my sixth pick? This is my sixth pick. Uh, in the fifth round, I I traded uh, picks one seventy four and one ninety six to get into the fifth round the 145th pick in the draft. And this is where we're going to add a guy to the draft this list real this quick. This guy's got way better hips than McFadden. <laughs> he, he, might. he does. He's a good, <laughs> athlete, good athlete. It's uh, it's Fred Warner. He's an off-ball linebacker from BYU. And I know you're asking yourself, like, Kent, why are you taking a 4-3 off-ball linebacker in, the, in a mock draft? And I'll tell you why. Um, Fred Warner, he's probably one of my – I think he's one of my top 60 players in this draft – and I'm not sure he couldn't play safety. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like this new new age. Like I think he could change the game at the safety position as a um, hybrid safety linebacker. When you think about those hybrid guys, you're normally thinking about a safety that can play the box. But how about we flip that? Let's talk about a linebacker that might be actually able to play deep. Um, he's, a, he's a new version of this, and he's one of the best athletes in this class. Yeah. What do you think about him, Jake? No, I think you hit the nail on the head. He's just the inverse of 
um, your, you know, your big safeties that they want to play in the box now because he can do that. Um, I don't, I think he, he looks like a safety, honestly, when he's out there playing. Um, he's a pretty he's, – his, his frame's pretty narrow. So if you're going to play him at linebacker, I don't love that because he, him at the point of, point of attack is pretty bad. Like he's going to um, be able to keep clean if he plays he's, but if you So if you draft him and he's there in the fifth round especially, you just got yourself a really nice piece, like maybe in like the nickel package. Like yep. Start him there early. You know, he can also be a special teams ace. He's got that type of athletic profile. That would be a really nice pick in the fifth because you're getting a, you're getting a ton of value and you're getting a guy that's going to be able to do multiple things for your team um so i i I like that pick there a lot i know you're a a little bit higher on him than i am but i still really like him yeah he he just scares me a little bit um as like a linebacker but if you forget about what position he plays and you just say he's he's a defensive player that is good like he's he's good in coverage um and he is he's you talk about guys with good hips and change of direction. He's like a click and close linebacker. Yeah, and we'll see here. I'm going to kind of hedge here a little bit because he is in the top 60 in my board, but that doesn't mean I value him for the Chiefs. Like, I don't want him being taken at 54 necessarily. The way I can best explain it is like because there's some fit concerns, I want to hedge a little bit and kind of say, you know, in in day three, if he's still there, because I don't think he's necessarily a consensus top 100 guy. He very well could be there in day three. Um, this is a guy that... You know, you can hedge a little bit with value because he could be a special teams ace and he still could carve out a role, just not necessarily a huge one. But um, I think I, I watched him. I watched him have to play with from depth a couple plays and I just saw his ability to close and his ability to read the play. Um, and I was just like, man, I wonder I'm not I'm not convinced he couldn't play deep full-time or you know kind of enough to to qualify as a safety so you know who he reminds me of and i'm this is an old comparison and maybe and not a very well-known one either but do you remember michael bowler from fsu yeah he got drafted by the seahawks he played back in the era of if you were less than 230 and you could move a little bit you were a safety yeah um and warner's right in that range he's probably a little bit over 230 and he runs in the four five so i think he's playing like the the era of football that he's in right now is perfectly suited for him you want guys like this on your team um so and that's just kind of a comp that i was kind of thinking about as i was watching him and yep. and Boer had a pretty decent career actually for the seahawks yep. um but he was a linebacker in college and actually made the transi- transition to safety yeah so i mean he's just he's i'm hedging a little bit because i'd rather see him in day three with the chiefs even though i have him super high just because of fit but man he's a guy i'd love to put on this football team okay uh i actually allowed you guys all to vote on the 233rd pick in the draft i had one of these seventh round picks and uh i gave you the choice i gave you the choice between cameron kelly uh he's a safety from san diego state i gave you a choice of darice fountain wide receiver from northern iowa quarterback logan woodside from toledo and running back ito smith from southern miss and boy ito doesn't seem like he's gonna make a lot of sense now that the chiefs have five decent running backs on their roster Except but better than all of them he, <laughs> all of them close yeah, I mean, yeah. He's, he's probably like he, cream I, who we'll talk about ito in a second here but um i gave everybody the choice jake who would have you have taken though first uh i would have taken well i don't think i would have taken Kelly. I know, I know I wouldn't have. I would have taken either Fountain or Smith. If I was the Chiefs, I would have taken Fountain just because I really like what he brings to the table um, in the freak. seventh. You know, he's an FCS guy. 
Um, he's actually a pretty he's a, he's got a pretty decent route tree, and he's a pretty good athlete. Um, he I think could be one. Of, he's I think he goes higher than that. Honestly, I do um, too. Just I, do too. I haven't seen a ton of him, but I you heard about him a lot. He played in the Shrine Game and the Senior Bowl, um, and was impressive in both. Yep. And so I think he kind of answered questions about uh, big time competition. Yep. Um, and you know, growing so growing up in North Dakota, I'm a big North Dakota State fan, and um, there's not a lot of guys that. You know, you probably no one probably knows anything about their history, but they've won like six of the last or like set six of the last seven FCS championships, and they win on defense. And they guys just don't beat them. And two guys that really just gave them trouble this year: one was Dallas Goddard, and the other one was Fountain. Um, so, High praise. Yeah, no, he's he's good. He was fun to watch. Yeah. So you guys did not pick Darius Fountain. You guys picked Cameron Kelly. He's he's a he's a fine project safety corner type. Uh, he can probably play. He might. He he's just a defensive back, and they're just going to figure out how to use him. I'm sure. Uh, Ito Smith, though, he's a guy. He wasn't invited to the combine, and there hasn't been a lot of buzz around him. But I'd be interested in him. Well, I would have been more interested in him a week ago before they signed Kerwin Williams. What? But, uh, I know Southern Miss just had their pro day. I didn't see any numbers on I him. I didn't see Smith. I saw... I think his... Actually, no. I think I did see some Edo Smith numbers. I think his like, short shuttle didn't go great. Mm. So there was some of his testing wasn't particularly strong. Mm. But if you, put, if you put his tape on, he's a guy that could be... He could add an element to you, like to your to your yeah. offense in a pass game. And he's an interesting guy. I, I'd take a look at him. Uh, I don't it's know if he's... in the seventh. Yeah. Take You're looking fly. at guys that you want to bring into camp at this point. Yep. Um, and he'd be a guy I'd want in my camp. Okay, so I rounded it out with pick 243, and I went with Logan Woodside. So we took another guy that was on that poll, and Logan Woodside. You know, guys, I'm just going to say this. Don't be surprised if the Chiefs take a fire on a quarterback in the late rounds. Yeah, they need someone to come in and compete for that starting job. <laughs> hey, now. <laughs> they they just need to keep churning the, uh, the, the, uh, the QB factory. I mean, look how much success Tyler Bray has gone on to have. One of the best jobs I've I've heard this I've heard this little um, joke before. It's like one of the best gigs to have is an Andy Reid backup because you know people overvalue them and then people you know want those smart heady players in the you know on their roster. So I mean, look, I mean Tyler Bray got another job. He's taken that baby giraffe has taken two NFL snaps and both of them ended poorly, and he got re-signed to another deal. So you know take another flyer on a quarterback. So just as a recap, I think you guys are gonna like this one better than. What happened to the Chiefs last week in our mock draft? Jesse Bates at 54, Braden Smith at 78, Josh Sweat at 86, Ian Thomas at 122, Tavares McFadden at 133, Fred Warner at 145, Cameron Kelly 233, Logan Woodside 243. That is quite a haul. I give myself an A plus. I don't care what you guys say. That's what I'm saying. Uh, okay, guys, we have the prop bets to talk about now. Um, every year, the sports books in Las Vegas release a bunch of prop, prospect, prop bets for for the draft. Um, I there there's some pretty there's some pretty interesting ones on here, Jake. Let's just jump right into these. Uh, let's go with the first one here. It's the Al, it's Alabama players selected in the first round of the draft. The over and under is set at four, not four and a half, four. That's yeah. That's a weird. I don't know why they chose to do it that way because that feels like that's easy money. Because if you uh, if you kind of look at these guys, if you look at the board here, you've got. Hold on, I'm gonna pull it up real quick. I think is I think there's a lock for four. I think Deron Payne, Mika Fitzpatrick, Rashawn Evans, and Calvin Ridley are, are locks. Right? No. No. I, well, I took the under on that. Oh, did you? I, I think. Um, oh. I don't okay. think Evans is a lock, and I don't think Ridley is a lock. 
Corral really? on. Mm-hmm. I think Minka and Payne are locks. Um, I would say there's a 75% chance that Evans and Ridley go in the first, but I also wouldn't be surprised to see those guys go pick 35, 36 either. Okay. Um, and then you got Ronnie Harrison in there too. I think it, like, I think uh, Ronnie Harrison probably won't go in the first, but then I also wouldn't be surprised if he did. So yeah. that's, that's what makes that tough is I think there's I, three, you see three fringe guys basically. So yeah. So the, so with that, it would, I would, I would hedge on under just because the, the, of those three, but also with it being four, I think, I don't know. You probably made the right call going on the over. Cause that's, I mean you that know, you, you don't have a kicker. It's probably any, a push. Yeah. Right. If, if at the least eh, we'll see. I mean, you, you make it. I was going right. I went with, I, went, I opened it with a bang. Bold, bold strategy. Yep. Let's see how that plays out. Okay. Same, uh, same, same line of thinking. Georgia players selected in the first or second round set uh, the over under set at four and a half. And uh, I, what did I, let me see here. Let's, let's list these out real quick. We got Sony Michelle, Isaiah Wynn, uh, Nick Chubb, Roquan Smith, Lorenzo Carter. Those are the five guys that probably have the best chance of making. That's five there that I could very easily see going in the uh, in the first. Who are your locks in that? I would say Wynn is a lock to go in the first. Uh, uh, Roquan Smith clearly is a lock to go in the first. Second round, I'd say I like Carter in the second. Um, I like Michelle in the second. Honestly, I, I think I think Chubb is probably a second round back too. So yeah, I think basically the question you need to ask yourself is the does the NFL value Nick Chubb? That's it. Yeah, he's the wild card in that in that scenario. Yeah, for sure. I uh, I went with the over, but I'm a little nervous on that. Yeah, I went with the over two, um, and I'm going to go with the over, I guess. Uh, yeah, I think Chubb sneaks in the second. I do. Yep. Okay. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, that 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 one's that one's pretty interesting. I think the I think the Bama one for me personally. I think that one's. I think four is a pretty solid number. Uh, LSU uh, first and second round over under on three and a half players. What you taking there, Jake? So that question is let's say let's say Geis, uh, Chark, Dante Jackson, Arden Key, maybe so Will Clapp. I've seen it's people Arden talk. Key. That's that's what I was gonna say. It's do you think Arden Key goes in the first two rounds? Right. And I don't know. I don't. <laughs> he's the biggest mystery in the draft. Him and Orlando Brown. Yeah. I don't know for different reasons where but, either of those guys are gonna go. Yeah. Um, I was watching. So I. Arden Key made the draft miss list and he's he's still a guy that I'm interested in but I just don't know how to value him like I I, I dropped him all the way down to like the 80 I think 80th on my board so if we look at guys like him in the past uh, like Randy Gregory is a guy that comes to mind he ended up going in the second yeah I think right? he's I mean and actually Randy Gregory might be a pretty good comp for him you think about a guy that had some injuries right guy that had some off field I think did Randy Gregory leave the team for a while something like that I maybe not but even then it's very similar comp his tape was better when he was younger mm-hmm. his last year there wasn't great so and he went I still I think he's still I could be wrong about that but I think he still went in the second he did but no, I, you're right. I think maybe I don't know how teams react to that I don't think teams really learn their lesson but on this one I went I'm gonna go uh I will go. I'm going to go with the under on that one, just because I don't think he goes in the top two rounds. I'm going to go the under two, just because. Yeah, it's the same thing. It's I going to be really boring if we agree on all these. Can't I know? Well, I think we have a few that we don't agree <laughs> with on, don't we? We had some earlier. We'll get. I'm sure there'll be more. 
we'll 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 get there maybe uh yeah ohio state same question over under on players selected in the first two rounds set at three and a half for the buckeyes jake um so ward lock price probably still a lock even with that pack issue Hubbard's uh, a lock. Hubbard, I think. I think, is a lock for probably between forty and fifty-ish. So now it's just That's your pool of players three. now. So you got Jerome Baker, Tyquan Lewis, Jamarco Jones, Jalen Holmes. I bet Jones. I bet Jones goes in the top two rounds. So tackles get pushed up. I would bet on that. So I would go over. Yeah, I, 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 I personally don't have. Four Buckeyes that... I, well, I guess Jerome Baker would probably be close for me, but uh, I'm not a big Jamarco Jones guy. I'm still taking the over two. I know. I'm, we're getting boring here. We'll, I'm sure we'll have some up break up here in a little bit, but uh, yeah. So you're no, going over on that too? I'm going to go over on that too, but it's it's close. That one's iffy. Just, yeah. I, I think that I mean, one's... all these are. The vi- people in Vegas aren't dummies. Right. For sure. For sure. Uh, here's, an, here's, a little, uh, here's a little one that's interesting. Uh, more players drafted... In the first and second round, LSU or Ohio State? OH. IO. I did, I, you sorry, you caught me off guard. Like, I didn't know. Like, I. Kent is a closet. <laughs> I don't know if people know this. Kent's a closet Ohio State fan. It's not even really a closet. Really a closet Ohio State but. Fan. You haven't talked about it. My mom, well, my mom graduated from Ohio State. And mom, we have, yeah. I mean, we put Kids up, mom also makes like the best Buckeyes ever. They, Buckeyes, if you haven't had them, they are life-changing. Uh, they're like pe- chocolate-covered peanut butter balls. They're some of the, I, I, I grew up eating them. They put them on their Christmas trees. No, we don't put them on our Christmas tree. Come on now. We don't put them on our Christmas tree, but we do put up our Christmas tree every year on the day of the Ohio State-Michigan game. My mom makes cinnamon rolls. We get all, we get up the tree up and then she makes Buckeyes later in the day. It's the best thing ever. So yeah, a little, little OH, little OH never hurt anybody. So I think, I guess we're both going with Ohio. Yeah. And I think that goes back to the Arden key argument is he going in the first two rounds and we both went under on that. So that makes sense that yep. we go over on Ohio state. Yep. Uh, that just, yeah, I think the, I think the pool of players is probably better as far as the chance. So, sure. Okay, more players drafted in the first and second round, Texas or Iowa. This one is super interesting because I, yeah. I don't think there's a strong – I don't think like, – Iowa's got probably like two lo- – like 100% locks going the first two rounds in Jackson and Daniel. Mm-hmm. And Texas has probably got one in Connor Williams. But yeah. then after that, Texas has got a pretty big pool. Like I'm Malik Jefferson. Like, like I, don't, I don't like Malik Jefferson, but, you know, I think he's a guy that a lot of people think was probably going to go in the first rounds. You got like Holton Hill. Another iffy guy. Deshaun yeah. Elliott. Another iffy guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then what about I? So, I mean, I was really just got what they got. You said they got two locks. What do they have after? Akram Wadley? Wadley. He's not going in the James top two. James Daniels. That's what I said. Oh, James Daniels. That's yeah, right. You're Jackson right. and Daniels. Yeah. Um, hmm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take Texas. I'm, I'm ta- just gonna. I'm gonna take the wild card. That's. I don't know. I'm gonna take Iowa. Just gonna take the two for sure things, and I'm gonna bet on all of those question marks not going in the top two rounds. We just need to break things in. Yeah. Break things up anyway. So yeah, that they're perfect. Just for the sake of arguing, we're gonna split up there. Okay. Uh, next question. We've got SEC players drafted in the first round. The over under set at eight. So you've got you know, a, eight's a push. You need to get to nine to take the over. I mean, 
let's see here. Uh, let's just list off some some potential candidates for uh, for the first round. You got uh, Deron Payne, Minka Fitzpatrick, uh, Roquan Smith, Sony Michelle, uh, Rashawn Evans, uh, Taven Bryan. Let's see here. Uh, Calvin Ridley, Isaiah Wynn, Darius Geis, Braden Smith. Well, probably not Braden Smith. I'm probably the only guy that thinks Braden Smith's that high. But like Christian Kirk, guys like that too. That's a pretty strong group. Frank Ragnow too. Like, I mean, I could see it. Ronnie Harrison, uh, Lorenzo Carter. Some people talk about him as like a as a as a fringe first round guy. Get this too. So while you're talking, I was looking up in our mock how many SEC guys we had going in the first round. Was it eight? Seven. Oh, so uh, seven, seven with uh, Sony Michelle going at thirty-four. Hmm. So that's so vague. I'm sure you know Vegas listens to our pod, and so they probably got a lot of that. That that's a good you know, point. Their, their resources from us. Um, I'm just trying to think. Look, if there's guys that like we're not super high on that that are getting some of that first round. I'm gonna love. Count it. I might have counted. I'm gonna count again. So okay. is it eight? So I'll just list them off. Okay, so we had no one in the top five from the SEC. Um, five. Let's see, Minka at ten. And this is kind of a long. Uh, Guys at nineteen, two. Ridley at twenty-three. Isaiah Wynn at twenty-seven, four. Wait a second. Did I count way off? Um, Rashawn Evans, five. Taven Bryant, six. Hayden Hurst, seven. So our run on those guys are all like between picks like 25 and 32. Hmm. I'm going to say I'm I, I'm taking the over because I just have a feeling like there's probably a few guys that were probably not on high on that are going to wind up going there. Yeah. I took the under just because I'm sticking with with our board but i yeah that's a that's a watch it's kind that's of one a, of those things like stuff because i could easily see michelle going in the first i could easily see uh kirk sliding maybe sliding yeah, in ronnie enough, harrison wouldn't surprise there's me in enough the first. there's enough guys there that you could see it happening okay more players selected in the first round offense or defense jake if uh i'm gonna go offense just because I kind of think with all the quarterbacks going and hearing what I've heard about the tackle class getting pushed up, I'm going to go with offense. I'm with you, uh, and partially just because I want to be optimistic because a run on offensive players helps the Chiefs a lot. If you get a you know, run on quarterbacks, run on tackles, maybe a couple extra running backs, maybe wide receivers get pushed up the board a little bit. All those things help the Chiefs, especially if they're trying to maneuver into the 30s to take uh, a player. So let's, 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 let's stay optimistic. Let's go. I'm going with offense too. Uh, okay, quarterbacks drafted in the first round the over under set at five and a half i'm going over i think that's i think i think that maybe the is the easiest one really you think it's a lock that mason rudolph's going to be drafted in the first round i would say the chances are higher it's i don't i think i would err on the side of it being like higher than 50 percent. yeah i i tend to agree i just I, I wouldn't say it's like the biggest lock for me but um so if that's if that's the bet then is that that basically is is 50-50 Mason Rudolph yes or no first round if you gotta make a best bet on that I would say yes yeah that's true that's a good point it's a good way of putting it uh, okay same question for running backs at one and a half basically you're asking yourself is Sony Michelle or Ronald Jones or Darius Geis getting drafted in the first round yeah 
I think so. I think we see two. I'm I, I'm with you there too. I mean that there's there's enough of a talented pool there that I think that makes sense. Okay, here's an interesting one. Wide receivers drafted in the first round. Over under set at two and a half. That is that's a really interesting one because I think you have your top three consensus kind of not not really even. More I mean, Ridley. More Ridley and Sutton is what I keep hearing. But then Kirk is probably right there too. I mean he is for me. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the NFL thinks about him. But I would tend to think that we will see two. I think two are going to go in the first. Um, but yeah, so I guess I'd guess on is that an under for you then. Yes, I'm going to take an over, staying optimistic, and I could see like I think there's enough of those fringe guys that like I could see it happening. It might be a bad bet, but I mean I don't. Yeah, we'll take a shot. That's a good, that's a good question. Let's go for it. Okay, four more props, and then we're going to move on to a big draft mailbag that you guys put together. It was excellent questions this week. Um, okay, first player taken: Saquon Barkley or Josh Allen. <laughs> I just know what to think of this. Is one. the hype real at two for Saquon Barkley? Gosh, I mean, the, I keep hearing the Giants are going to take him, but then you keep hearing, but then you take everything at this time here with a grain of salt. Um, are they just positioning themselves? Here, here's the thing. Here's the thing I keep thinking about with this. Like, the Giants have been offered reportedly, or have to have been at least listening to offers that are huge like multiple first round picks multiple second round picks like the bills are probably willing to give away like their entire like basically they have so many first top 100 picks i bet you most of them have been offered to the giants are they turning all that down for saquon barkley not for a running back right so like so i guess yeah like my 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 thing with that is i that's why i'm taking allen because i think the run on quarterbacks is going to happen um and it just doesn't like i just don't see how a team could be offering that much if they're not taking a quarterback at two so even if it's not Allen, like there's, you know, that if, if Saquon's not the second pick in the draft, he's probably the fourth yeah. at least. And Allen's a consensus top three quarterback. I'm going to go with Saquon just to be difficult. And, um, I, I just, I just think Gettleman is wants his running back. Uh, didn't he take, took didn't he take McCaffrey last yeah. year at eight? So I, Ugh. so that's not. Yeah, so I wouldn't put it past him. That's just a lot to say no to for right. any running back. I think I don't, that's the point. You know, I don't care if you're Walter Payton. That's a lot to say no for yeah. a running back. Um, gosh, yeah, so I, I, I'm going with Barkley on that, even though okay. that's some kind of, my heart's kind of torn on that one. It's all right. I mean, we, for, we, need, fan, to be, we need to be different The fan in me hopes that oh. the Bills trade everything to go up to two, just because that would be awesome. The fan in me kind of wants Saquon Barkley to go two, just so we can see chaos from there on out, too. Like... Any the yeah. truth of the matter is any scenario we see on Thursday is going to be, be chaos. chaos. Yep, we said it at the same time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because it's true. It is true because yeah, if he goes, then then you got quarterback hungry teams that are starting to panic then and thinking, oh wow, we we got a shot that we didn't think we had. If if Saquon goes too, then all of a sudden a bunch of teams that didn't think they had a chance to trade up for a quarterback now think they do. Yep. That's what's so interesting to me. Is and because then the, that oh, that'd be so good for the Browns. Yo, the Browns could the get Bills it. would put the same offer on the table for four. The Browns have, could get it. Like they have they, 16 picks in the top 80. <laughs> like, I don't know, actually. but That'd probably help lot. the Chiefs, too, because maybe they'd want to trade some of their assets, and maybe the Chiefs could give them a 2019 second for one of their seconds maybe. and maybe a little kicker for this year. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Josh Allen or Bradley Chubb? Who is taken first, Josh or Jake? Um, Josh I'm going to go. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. I said Josh, Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Yeah, yeah, you know, I look like him. 
Mm. Can't throw the football. No. Throw that pig skin over, nope. over, no, them, you can't. over them mountains. I've seen um, it. I'm going to go with... Uh, I'm going to go with Chubb just because I didn't go with Allen last time either. And I'm going to just double down on a very bad... Nah, he's not bad. He's just he's like a second-round quarterback. Uh, I'm going to double down on the second-round quarterback that's supposed to get taken. So much five. of this one depends on what happens with the Barkley-Allen, too. Which means it's probably smart for me to continue to yeah. just... You know, yeah, I that, think it's actually kind of smart for us to both go down this road. Yeah. We're just doubling down on our guesses. Okay, this is probably... These next two are actually kind of fun, but this one's probably my favorite. Who's taking first, Josh or Jake? <laughs> <laughs> who's taking purpose? Who's taking first, Jacob, Mika Fitzpatrick, or Derwin James? Um, Josh, hmm. I, you know what? I'm gonna go. I I like Minka more than I like James, but I think I think Derwin's gonna get picked first. Derwin James is gonna get picked first, mm. and I think that's because his athletic numbers were off the charts. Um, one weird thing about these two players that kind of irks me a little bit, and I guess I get it to an extent, but Dur- James Derwin James gets propped up because he can do all this stuff, the, and which he he's, he doesn't have a spot still. He can do all this stuff, but where are you going to play him? And Minka gets knocked because he can do a lot of stuff, but where do you play him? Right. And it's almost like people are disrespecting Fitzpatrick and saying he's not as good of an athlete as James, which is true, but Minka is a very good athlete still. He's still a good athlete. He's still really, like... Minka's just Minka's got it between the ears, I think, more than James does right now, mm-hmm. um, and that's why I like him more. Yeah. But you think, but you think Derwin's getting? Taken I do first. think Derwin because I think it's it's he, an upside league. People keep disrespecting Minka Fitzpatrick. Oh, would you you're gonna take a slot corner in the first five picks? Oh, yeah, he might he might have some. A slot corner is a starter. I, like, I, yeah. that's not a good still, argument anymore. He's a good blitzer. I think he could play single high think, if you asked him to. I think he can do a lot of you different know, things. Troy Polamalu played in the slot. Charles Woodson played in the slot. Like those guys were field tilters. How that turned out. Exactly. But, yeah. Exactly. We're Hall of Famers, and like I honestly think slot corners should just be a different listed position at this point. At, probably at this point, you're not wrong. Okay. Last prop bets, and um, it's it's who is going to be taken first, James Washington or DJ Chark? I just like how we went from like like top twenty ish players to not top twenty ish players. Yeah, like, Second tier receivers, yeah, and that, they're both they're both a skill set guy. They're both post runners. Let's, let's say our answer on the count of three. Okay, okay, one, two, three. Chark. Chark. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, we're gonna move on. Yeah. We, that we both hate James Washington. Moving on. Uh, that's actually it for the that's for the prop bets. That's it. And uh, we have the only thing we've got left is the last AP Chiefs draft show mailbag before the big week. And we had a lot of great questions. I just seriously, uh, some of the questions you guys asked were just incredible. Um, thanks for, and we had a lot of them too. So thank you guys for participating. Uh, we're going to try to get through as many of these as we possibly can. We're going to start with at Ron Cop. If the rumors about Veach wanting to trade up for a cornerback are true, who would you want to see? Um, I know my guy, and it's 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 kind of if if the Chiefs are trading up, this is the guy I'm targeting. This is kind of the one I'm going to start championing. Uh, I think Isaiah Oliver, if he falls into the early second round, he needs to be a Kansas City Chief via trade up. I don't know what you think about that, Jake. That was my guy too. That's uh, who I would target if I was the Chiefs. I think. Um, 
I think he just fits what they do really well. He's a great athlete, long, athletic, good press corner. He's actually the 29th player on my board. I'm a big fan of his, and uh, I'd love to see him in Kansas City. Uh, Darren D. Piggott, at Darren D. Piggott, asks, who is the best player who has the best chance of falling to pick 54? Well, Jake, you go. Do you have the one? Best player? Yeah. I do. I have two. Okay. My first one that I would feel more comfortable with is Mike Hughes. I think he's going to fall. I think he's going to be there. Yeah, there's two. My there's second two one, mystery if there. we're going off just best players, people who I've seen on tape, Arden Key. Ooh. He, he'll be, I think he'll be there. That's true. That's actually a good way of put. That's like kind of a good way of looking. I was kind of looking at it like... You know who is the most realistic selection for the Chiefs, right? And, and yeah. but that's really that's a that's, that's what I said. Hughes that's first. a better way of looking at it. Um, my guy's probably my guy's probably Justin Reed, Jesse yeah. Bates, I, yeah, guys Bates like that. Is, I, I feel I have a, just have a, get a feel that Bates is going to be available longer than Reed, and I'm just just going off the things I've heard. I don't really yeah. know. Not off of my opinion, I would take Bates over Reed. I don't um, really have a great feeling that the Chiefs are going safety either. I'm starting to kind of feel like the Chiefs aren't going safety. And that's, I mean, you know, if they think that they have enough there in the building, you know, more power to them that I'm just kind of starting to get a vibe that it's going to be a corner. It's going to be D line. It's going to be an edge. I don't know. Uh, okay. At gift. Nate asks, what small school O line D lineman do you like late in the draft or undrafted free agents? Um, there's a couple interesting guys. One of the guys I talked about this week, uh, PJ Hall, a, he's a defensive lineman from Sam Houston State. Man, he is—he's incredibly athletic. He ran a four-seven-six at his combine at or at his pro day at three oh eight. Yeah, you would see him like routinely like chase down running backs like he's forty yards down the field. Freak. Um, he I, is I a saw freak. Him, I saw him. I don't think he. I think he's not going to go that late. He may not. Like this is probably like. This is probably cheating because he's probably not going to go that late when it's all said and done. I put yeah. around, I think I put around four on him. I saw him, like I, I saw a 308 pound man bend the edge and like it was nothing. I was just, I was sold. Guys that big that can move like that typically don't last long. O lineman um, uh, Alex Kappa. Have you seen? Have yeah, you watched Kappa? The Army, the Army kid. Yeah, I like. No, him no, no. Uh, Humboldt State. Humble. Who's the Army guy? Brett Toth. Toth. That's right, another guy too. Uh, he's another one I like. We can call him a small school. He's Kappa's a, a little five. bit better athlete, isn't he? From Humboldt State. Kappa is too mixed up. Kappa is like a. I don't think he tested great, but he's he's a good football player. He's at the Senior Bowl. They both were at the Senior Bowl. Mm, Toth is Toth's a guy that he may not even get to play this year. And yeah. He may not get to play for two years because I think he's got to have his service time, right? I don't know. Something he about was at that. the Senior Bowl. He was at the Senior Bowl, but I don't think he. I don't think he's going to be able to play his first two years. From what I've heard, they can release him from that, but I don't know. It's always. I don't think he's going to ask I, for it though. I think that was okay. one of the things. They're not even sure. I don't think he said he's going to just do his oh, service. And, but those are two names that I like for late round uh, linemen for sure. Okay, so we asked a couple other. We asked people to see. You know, it could be draft. It could be Chiefs related. It could be not. Chiefs related. It could be fun. Uh, we asked, uh, so Slade Geeson asked, do you see Hunt having a better, worse, or same year than last year with Biennemi as the OC? I don't even think it really matters if Eric Biennemi is the OC or not. I think Hunt statistically is going to have a down year, but it's not going to be a bad thing. That's, I was actually, you kind of read my mind. Historically speaking, like it's going to be tough to, for him to replicate what he did last year. 
not and like you said, not that it's going to be a bad thing. I don't think we see the same numbers. I don't think he has a bad year. Um, I mean, you've got eight running backs on the roster right now. Not really, but close. And then you've got Sammy Watkins. You've got Tyreek Hill. You've got Travis Kelsey that need to eat. Like, well, if they're going to open their offense up more and try to attack, the, you know, the middle and, and down the field, that's just not going to really be what you see them relying on as much, um, which isn't a terrible thing. I mean, like Jordan Howard last year had an incredible year for the for the Bears. Uh, mid-round, mid-round guy came out the next year. He really didn't have that great of a year last year. Right. And it's, and it's okay. Hunt, Hunt is he's a good football player. His touches might go down. His production might go down a little bit. You know, maybe not on a per snap basis, but he's a good football player. Uh, don't be, don't be stressed about it. Clint McKenzie asks, "Can't I really believe the D is more solid than many believe? I feel the Chiefs might just be a safety or corner away from being a genuinely good squad. Am I way off base, Clint? You are not way off base. I keep banging this drum and I continue to. The Chiefs' core is good. They've got two very good." Uh, interior linebackers. They've got a great defensive lineman. They've got a great edge rusher. They've got a great s- a corner. Uh, they've got a great safety, and they've got depth pieces around them. The defensive unit has enough talent. They're not going to be um, a top ten defense next year. Next year, probably, but that fifteen range. That's all you're going to need with an offensive power like they're going to have on the other side of the football. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. Um, if, yeah, I don't if Chad know. Henney has to, we're I screwed. No, do you think that I don't? I don't love what they have on paper right now on, on their defense. Really, especially because two, well, two of those pieces you just mentioned are new. You don't know how they're like with Fuller and Hitchens. Like, yeah. So you see those guys come in sometimes, and they're not twi- they're not the same. Um, they don't they don't play as well. So I think you're you're basing it off a lot of like I hope this guy pans out, and if he does, I think you're right. They do have a good core and a good base, but. Um, I'm personally just confident in it. I yeah. think they've got enough there. I think, I th- and I think, you know, there's going to be pieces that show up that we're not talking about. You know, um, one of these non, they have a really strong reserve future contract group with Will Redmond, a forward top 100 pick and Tyron Holmes, a, you know, a guy that's, that's a really great athlete. Like there's some guys that are going to sneak up and become rotational players too. Like I yeah. feel, I feel okay about who they have in the building turning into a good defense. I mean, those guys court. are on what their second team already though. Yeah. But one of them's injuries and you know, one of them has had a little bit of production before I still, I'm just talking about, I think they've given themselves enough opportunities and enough players to pull from. I think they're going to be fine that's just my opinion we'll see what happens but i feel pretty good especially with the draft coming you know yeah. they had a, they had a, they had a good corner that's we'll that's just, that's a, we'll that's a solid I think group. you're more optimistic there than i am and i'm normally not the optimistic fan which is kind of saying something i'm normally pretty pessimistic but we'll see uh volmer josh at volmer underscore josh are uh chief screen our chiefs fans going to freak out if we only come out of the draft with four players it depends what four players <laughs> they are depends <laughs> on what four players they are i mean i i know there's a lot like, i think this kind of goes with the question before like if the chiefs don't come out with three guys that could start it's going to be okay uh if they come out with you know if they trade up for isaiah oliver and then they have just you know a couple other picks that they they have to play with after that you know they're they're going to be fine. They're going to I think they're going to bring a solid piece onto this roster by the end of the draft and I'm not going to be I'm not too stressed. I think it's going to be fine. Yeah, and I think you if you get four players that means they moved up. That means they got someone they really liked. Yep. Um so and and guys Brett Feach has really liked have have been he's yeah, had a good exactly. hit rate. So trust so. it. Yeah. Yep. Okay, uh this is one of my favorite questions. This is from my guy Barley Hop that we uh 
he's you follow him he's awesome uh and he asks uh rashawn golden ale is currently the best draft related beer name i can come up with for this year with that in mind how early would you take him for my beer name pun alone what about josh sweat just has a beer name like Like buffalo Buffalo sweat Sweat. yeah (laughs) I didn't even think about that. Josh's sweat. That's a that's a good one too. I like that one. Yeah, you're getting one up. You're getting one up, Craig. Uh, I think, dude. I'm not like a big Rashawn Golding guy. I watched him. I started watching him. There's not much out there on him, but like I watched him, and like I just didn't. I didn't like it. And you know, like you know, uh, he's not a great athlete, so he's not particularly hoppy. Oh, oh that, I'm going to strike oh, that. I'm getting man. rid of that one. No, that I'm, was good. I'm, <laughs> I'm deleting that one. Uh, okay, at D underscore Johnston asks, oh, you'll like this one, Jake. Uh, after Anthony Miller met with the Chiefs, does Jake become a Chiefs fan when we draft him? I am a Chiefs fan. I like the Chiefs. What are you talking about? No, they're, my, they're not my favorite team, but I like, I like them. Well, you better because you live in KC. I root for them. You so just, I, I don't know what he's talking about. Of course, of course, I'll still like the Chiefs. You're, of course, my you will <laughs> still be a Chiefs fan. <laughs> Maybe I'll buy an Anthony Miller jersey for myself too. Well, I, I, you probably will. Actually, gosh, I hope that happens so bad. I, I kind of do too at this point. If that does, we'll have to like we'll we'll have to talk about it on. We'll have to do it on the last episode because there's going to have to be some type of criteria not just tweeting at me about it five times country boy um, <laughs> that you get to, that you get to be on the list that you uh chiefs in carolina has 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 slid into my dms about it too Uh-oh. so uh i got two I think, two guys he said he'd be cool if i just made him a shirt see so i'm he's in the lead so far i think you should start a little side project where you just like screen print anthony miller shirts in your basement cool yeah i, I like that it. idea I'm, it's local locally made yeah no it's a locally sourced product yeah perfect okay four more questions we'll get out of here uh, at underscore bt in kc this was an excellent question who is one player on offense and one player on defense that you love that no one in the national media is talking about so players just aren't getting a ton of attention uh maybe not talking points i guess I, that's kind of the way i took it i got two i got one for offense and one for defense okay. my defensive one is a guy that i watched recently he just blew up his pro day but that's Tavarius moore from southern miss mm. um real good player got a lot to work with he's got some issues um with you know he instinctively i think he's he's fine but he takes some false steps sometimes he kind of gets himself into bad position but then he also makes splash plays that make you go wow this guy could be really good on offense i really like Dion kane um from hmm. clemson the receiver from clemson no one really talks about him but i kind of mentioned him last week as being you know kind of in that second tier of guys um but he's a good player interesting that's an interesting one. I you so I shut down prospect watching this like Sunday or Saturday, and then Jake texted me about Tarverius more and told me there was some tape on him. I went and watched him. I liked him too. I think his eye discipline. He just needs to work on his eye discipline. Um, but man, he does have some traits. He's he's getting draft mislisted. You'll see him him here in the next week. Um, for me. Hmm. Let's say, okay, well, I, I talked a little bit about Braden Smith. Like, I have him extremely highly rated. I don't think he's getting enough love. How about, uh, here's another guy, Equinemia St. Brown is yep. another guy I put on the draft miss list. I'm not seeing a ton of love from him, and I have him as the 41st, 41st player on my board. Um, I just, you know, big athletic 
great. He moves well. He's got some got some yard after the catch ability. Kind of reminds me, like we said, of a Martavis. Um, and then on defense on the defensive side of the ball, um, another guy like Jannard Avery. Yeah, I don't yeah, know why he's one. not getting as much love. I mean, he's kind of. I know he's kind of like a like a small edge, big off you know big off ball linebacker. I just man, freak athlete. Put him on the field and figure That's out what to football. do with him. Yeah. He's not an athlete that doesn't play football. He's like a good football player that just so happens right. to have tested really well. He's really good, man. I like him a lot. Um, okay. Uh, at Cardi Veach, which is the greatest Twitter handle of all time, uh, asked any late round athletic freaks at O-line, D-line, and corner, etc. cetera, uh, that can develop into high-end starters. So basically like just high, big, good athletic profiles that are going to go on let's call it day three jake mm. i got one and he's he got draft mislisted this week pj Did, hall we already talked oh, about him pj hall yeah that's a great one i was gonna say dane crookshank because huh. he's like i think he's like six two from arizona from arizona yeah. i mean he's a, he's a good prospect too um let me think here who else there's uh uh, Darius Fountain. Darius Fountain's a good one. There's a guy named Mike Ford um, that I like a lot. I've seen. I've seen one. I've, I like a lot. I like his numbers and his size, and I like like the one game I watched. Uh, I need to look. I, I got. I got a couple other ones. Uh, Chief in Carolina. This is one of Chief in Carolina's guy. Um, James Looney defensive okay. line from Cal. Sure. And how about here? I'll throw one out here that we have not heard a thing about in this entire process. This is, this has been super silent. How about Kylie Fitz, Jake? Kylie Fitz. What, yeah, like where's he been? No one's talked about him at all. That's true. But he's, he's, he's another player. guy. He's yep. another guy. He tested great. Uh, Marcel Frazier. He tested really well. Supposedly hey, get this. Um, Mike Ford, people probably listening to this know who that is because he played at southeast missouri state oh um, they yeah. have two guys they have a guy named kendall donerson to an edge player that mm-hmm. he put up both of those guys put up really good numbers another um, one uh, i need actually he's donerson's on my list of people trying to find tape for so if anyone if anyone out there's got some uh, southeast missouri state film let us know because there's two guys on that defense that i would like to watch is it mike and about the mike. running back from uh, cincinnati mike boone Mm-hmm. He's had he's he tested really well too. So there's um, there's some names there's some interesting names out there. There's a guy from BYU. His name's uh, I'm oh Kesni Tosawinga. Oh no, Tosawinga. there's another guy too. He plays offensive line and defensive line. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I saw that he's draftable. That's that's intriguing. There's a guy named Triniman, like Triniman from BYU, and he oh, had sure he tested through the roof. Whoever too. that guy's name was. That's all right. There's 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 plenty out there. There's there's some names for you to look at. Uh, we got two more questions to go. Uh, at Simu Seven says, "I know there will probably be a show after the draft as a quick recap, but after that, when will the show start back up?" I just want to say thank you, Simus, for even like wanting to listen to us and yeah, asking cool. when we're going to be up next year, uh, and it is going to be next year. Um, the plan is I, I've got to I've got to move on from the draft after the draft into you know in season stuff, getting ready for. I, I think I'm going to build Pat's Pat Mahomes offense this summer. That's going to be my summer project, and then I'll be doing you know the the 45 second series and some of that stuff that I did during the season last year. And then as soon as the Chiefs are eliminated, I think that's when we're going to get right back into this and 
hopefully February then the first ep- February the after the first week of February after Mahomes after Mahomes uh Super Bowl run um that's when we're gonna get right back into draft season and and I th- I'm hoping to bring the show back in early February another late round guy that I was thinking about so I was watching Leon Jacobs from Wisconsin mm. today uh Natrell Jamerson he's, I've heard that name a lot he's like a he, he's like a single high type that could go in the fifth sixth seventh round that might fit well for the Chiefs sorry I didn't forgot what the question was because I was trying to think of that guy's name no you're good you're good man uh last question of the day it's from Nick Omland uh you've named some on the AP Chiefs draft show before but could you give me the quick recap of players you desperately hope the Chiefs won't draft and why I will we're not going to give you a long list and I'll tell you why because you're going to have a big list and with some detail coming to you on Arrowhead Pride shameless plug next week listing the players that I'm not high on that I want drafted to push value down to the Chiefs so you're going to get a big long list of that but let's give them a couple here real quick Jake that I hope the Chiefs don't draft don't desperately don't want the Chiefs drafting Anthony Miller <laughs> but that's for that's, that's for different, for different reasons. reasons. That's for um, selfish reasons. No, that's a good. No, it's a good one. McFadden is one for me. I know last week we talked. He was my guy last week. Yours was uh, Malik Jefferson. Um, I think yeah, I would vomit in my mouth if they took either of those guys. Uh, <laughs> I'll I'll give you a couple here. Um, I don't like Duke Dawson. New good one. Yeah, he he's just he's just like he's people were talking about him early in the process as like a second round pick. The hardest of passes on him. I just think that he's really good at holding people. Um, Orlando Brown. I don't want to touch that. Yeah. Um, Let's go. Uh, I don't. I don't like Malik Jefferson. And now that they have two good inside linebackers, that's not really going to be an issue. I don't think. I hope not. But um, I really. I. I really hope Malik Jefferson goes to somebody in the AFC West in the first two rounds because he's not a guy I'm a big fan of either. These athletic tackles kind of scare me a little bit too. I wouldn't like be sick to my stomach, but like Colton Miller and Brian O'Neill at 54, I'd be okay with Colton Miller and probably Brian O'Neill. But I get. I get exactly what I you're just saying. Think with that being their first pick that you're really swinging for the fences i would be very upset if the chiefs if if uh, this is this is if if sony michelle is there at 54 and the chiefs take him i'm not going to be super excited because it's just going to be like they've got six kind of redundant super redundant they get six running backs on you know i maybe 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 michelle's a bad example because I have a first round grade on Sonny Michelle, so maybe I just start trading away assets. But I yeah, there are guys like, and I guess I was when I was looking at those tackles, I was thinking more about their philosophy and what they're trying to do this year because I don't think either of those guys are going to play this year. Um, which right. maybe that's you know, maybe that is their philosophy to kind of develop them for a year. So think about two, three years down the road. I got another one, James Washington. Yeah. Oh, mm. oh. Just I I don't need another. I, I think he's got a narrow skill set. I don't think. I mean, I don't think he's a great athlete. Right, he's I like mean, the best player at the Senior Bowl too, which I, I don't believe it. That's I mean, it's just like okay, this is the you know uh, the the Oklahoma State runs this wide open simple scheme, and James Washington gets open and scores. I mean, I know he's I know he's, he did some good things on posts and stuff. I just don't like the route tree. I don't really want. I don't I don't want that player. 
So if he's if he's like pick fifty four, I'm gonna be done. I'll just it'll be the uh, it'll be the Green Bay Packers pack draft show after that from there on out. So Jake's gonna be Jake's rooting for that now. I'm I'm assuming. But welcome aboard. Yeah, that is it for the last episode before the draft. Just as a reminder, you are going to have an episode immediately following the draft on Thursday. Immediately following the draft on Friday. Um, we're gonna have two episodes up as quickly as we possibly can, giving you a recap of both days, the first two days of the NFL draft. Guys, really appreciate you listening to this entire process. We're really looking forward to next week, obviously. I hope you guys are too, and I hope we've been able to help you get ready for draft season and draft miss next week. Uh, Jake, anything else you want to say? Next time they hear us talk, there'll be some players unavailable. Yep. Guys, thanks again for listening, and we will see you next week. Hello. I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seemed Smart. It Seemed Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seemed smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain, or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission, or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart.